0: Welcome to CCS Convo, the podcast for EV lovers and the EV curious. Join Nick and Louise every fortnight as we discuss the latest news in electric vehicles and look at some of the electric vehicles that are currently available. You can find out more by visiting rps-dm.co.uk forward slash CCS-Convo. Hello, I'm Nick Smith. I am the host of CCS Convo, the electric vehicle podcast. And we are back with another of our mega review bonus episodes where we're reviewing six cars that we've driven in the last couple of months. I say I'm Nick Smith. Louise is going to say hello when I start throwing questions at her because this is a car that two of us have driven. Both of us have driven at this event that we went to at Meadowhall.
1: And we have only two examples of cars we both drove, so Mm. this being the first one. Mm.
0: You are the expert on this one, though, because you've driven both the pre-upgrade and the upgraded version. Well, I've just driven the new one.
1: I am. So the car that we both drove, and that I've driven two versions of, is the Vauxhall Mockery.
0: Okay. So the car that we drove, run through the numbers quickly, range 248 combined, and 342 urban miles on the WLTP cycle, AC of 11 kilowatts charging, DC of 100 kilowatts charging, 115 kilowatt motor for 156 brake horsepower, and the 54 kilowatt hour battery. On the road price for the only available specification is 43,153. Let's start off with yourself, the drive of the car, and please feel free to compare and contrast to the original mockery as well that you've driven
1: so i drove the original mockery about mm, just over over a year ago Just over a year ago and that was with a view to get my first car and i loved it it was like driving a go-kart it was go and stop it was effectively two pedals and it was amazing i really really enjoyed driving it
0: I will point out briefly here, this was not the first electric vehicle you'd driven. You'd driven the M- Mazda MX-30, you'd also driven the uh, MG ZS, ZS. and you'd learnt in my Kona.
1: Yeah, and the Mokka was just, it was different. It was so much more fun. It wanted to play. Um, however, when I drove the, up, the facelifted, uplifted one, nothing like that didn't respond, felt really sluggish um, didn't go when I thought it was going to go didn't respond in the steering the way I wanted it to it felt like a completely different car
0: I get this a bit it felt sluggish to me but I'm used to a car that's got 50 more horsepower Yeah. it didn't feel quite as direct at the Ast- as the Astra in terms of its steering and its get up and go and things like that but I put that down to the fact it was a taller car and possibly a heavier car. Yeah. Um, and then when you said about the fact that you thought it was quite a bit more sluggish and heavy, etc., cetera, yeah. compared to the outgoing Mocha E, I thought, hmm, Now I've not driven one of them. Perhaps I'm giving this car too much benefit of the doubt.
1: Possibly. it. I don't know what it is with the upgrade. I don't know what's has changed to affect that, Um, but it just felt completely different. If Mm. I'd driven this a year ago, this wouldn't have been on my list, Mm. whereas the only reason that I haven't got one now is I just couldn't afford one a year ago.
0: And that can be part and parcel of one of the key problems of this car, which is the price, but we'll get onto that in a bit. Build quality, I'm going to go first on this one because I don't recall the build quality changing much between the pre the pre upgrade and the and the post upgrade it's purely mechanical i have driven the mocha i've driven the astra the astra had slightly better build quality to it but the mocha did feel quite premium to me mm-hmm. um the steering wheel was nice Uh, nice and chunky, good leather, Uh, all the controls, again similar to the Astra, you've got that floating centre console, Um, you've got the same controls all around the vehicle, you've got the same displays, the same darker interior compared to what a lot of us are used to in modern, bright, shiny, future electric vehicles, (laughs) Um, and the only thing which felt cheap were the door card switches, same as in the Astra. Uh, Your thoughts on the build quality?
1: Probably a seven, mm. like you're saying quite average, quite consistent. Um, looked like it would survive, but nothing special.
0: Right. Okay. I'd I'd agree with that. I'd I'd be seven, seven and a half. Yeah. I think it's slightly better than the seven, but it doesn't warrant an eight. Yes. Um, practicality. In terms of the in cabin storage, really good.
1: Loads of random little holes and places to put things.
0: The boot (laughs) suffers from form over function, in my opinion.
1: It's got a less usable shape than mine because of how the sides come in. Mm. Um, And
0: how the rake that rear windscreen is as well.
1: Yes, so it's just not quite as high. Um, I suspect it would have the footprint for my two-wheelchair baseline but I suspect I'd have to fold the backs down on both of them. Mm. And I suspect I would get even one in Mm. upright.
0: I'm going to assume here that you're going to score the practicality of this cast somewhere around a five or a six.
1: I was going to go with a six-ish.
0: Whereas me not needing to be able to stand two wheelchairs off in the boot would probably rate it more of a seven.
1: Yeah, and I can see that. Yeah?
0: Okay, so which one of us is going to give the same answer first oh <laughs> you, I mean you've already given it basically would you buy one if you had to replace Shere Khan tomorrow no mm-hmm.
1: i would consider a pre-uplift
0: mm. i would consider potentially a, a pre-uplift used yeah but i wouldn't i wouldn't buy one no um, and I definitely wouldn't buy the upgrade new because at £43,153, this is the most expensive car on the list, bar one. And uh, it's
1: n- it shouldn't be. No. It this should is, be somewhere much closer in This
0: is a Sub like Astra well. car. Yeah? Yeah. This is a Sub Astra, a sub Astra car. This, the Astra's 42, this should be less. And I think the Astra's ten grand too much money, so this should be twelve grand less. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we have to call out there. Um, sorry, Voxel, but we've driven two of your products in this review.
1: We're still not buying them.
0: And neither's really. Uh, given the fact that my dad used to work for Voxel, I used to sell Voxel. If you cut me open, I've got the Griffin going through my spine like a stick of blooming rock. This is quite damning for the way Voxel's going at the moment.
1: I think we had five Voxel's growing up. Mm.
0: But it is a shame. What I will say is, it's
1: a good-looking car from the outside.
0: I think the only voxel at the moment which isn't good-looking is probably the Astro, the um, Corsa. Yeah. And even that, they've put the visor grill on it. Which they just starts. haven't. <laughs> but they've put the the angular grill on it and left the curvy shape. And same with the gra- <laughs> same with the Grandland. Yeah. The visor grill doesn't quite work on the Grandland, but. These models are due for change in the next few years. Anyway, right, that is it for the Mocket E, which, unfortunately, good looking, but not a winner. No. Nope. We're going to be back soon with another one, and this time it's time for me to meet a hero. So, oh. thank you very much for listening. Say goodbye, Louise.
1: Goodbye, Louise.
0: And we'll speak to you again very soon. thank you for listening to the ccs convo podcast we hope you've enjoyed the show if you'd like to find out more you can visit rps-dm.co.uk forward slash ccs-convo ccs convo Convo is an rps driven media production all rights are reserved